0: This is episode 41 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. These are real stories and real experiences of widowhood, both my own story and many other widows I've known and worked with as a life coach. Don't get stuck in your grief for months and years. I can help you travel this path of mourning to continue on in life. Hi, listeners, welcome back. In chapter 12 of Widowed, I discuss Dr. Thomas Holmes and Dr. Richard Ray's social readjustment rating scale that they created in 1967, now referred to as the Holmes-Rays Stress Inventory or simply the Holmes Stress Scale. I do have a download for that worksheet with this scale and a worksheet for adult assessment by the Kent Center for Human and Organizational Development. This is offered at the end of my book to go along with chapter 12. If you want to take a look at the worksheet, because I'm talking about this stress scale today, you can download it at joannbooks.com. J-O-A-N-N-B-O-O-K-S dot com. You can go there, put in your email address, and you'll get a link to download the worksheet. The reason why this stress scale came so to my attention is that not only do we experience that huge shock of stress with the loss of our spouse, there are a tremendous number of secondary losses that we experience. Dr. Joyce Brothers addressed this after she became widowed. I don't know how many of you remember Dr. Joyce Brothers. She talked about the loss of social status. At first, I thought her view was a bit antiquated, but then realized we do still experience this. Even in this new century, being a widow can drop you right to the bottom rung of social status. At least it sure feels this way. As friends start to drop off your radar, everyone else has someone else to spend their time with. As couples, you would often get together in foursomes, sixsomes, but now you're a third wheel and a sad one. At least that's how you're perceived. How is the group going to have fun after you arrive? Solo, a reminder of their own mortality? How can they enjoy whooping it up now, right? We're, We're the Debbie Downer of the party. So, initially those around you to help support you start to drift off and many duck out right from the start you feel like a social fariah. it surely does not have to stay that way but there it is that's definitely your first secondary loss is social status there's loss of your identity because you so strongly identify as part of a pair, as a wife, as a best friend to your partner, your entire life ident- identity changes immediately, overnight. It changed so severely you have no idea who you are and what your future is. All this is going to result in yet another secondary loss, confidence, You bet. We're left shaken to our core and suddenly the powerful, confident woman who ruled her world collapses into jello, wishy-washy and fearful. Hey, who wouldn't be? And just wait until you see how all this racks up on the stress unit scale. I can remember even beginning to feel embarrassed about it because I realized I was not who I had been. My confidence was completely shaken. I was beginning to feel like Reek. For those of you who watch Game of Thrones, you know who Reek is. Yeah. Maybe you've had an immediate loss of income. And it feels guilty to sweat the finances as a result of your spouse dying. I had the thought, how can I even be thinking about money right now? But guess what? We all do. Number one fear after losing your spouse, no matter how much or how little money you have, is financial fear. It's strong. It was so strong after I lost Jim, I wondered if dogs could smell my fear about not having enough income. Sometimes widows lose their own job during that period of grief, especially if they cannot, quote, unquote, tongue-in-cheek, suck it up and return to work in a specified period of time. Or maybe their performance at work completely suffers as a result of all those secondary losses, including the loss of short-term memory. That can certainly happen. I noticed my short-term memory really got bad for a while there, just a result of all the stressors. And yeah, if you are pushing yourself to get back to work before you're ready, but you have to because you're going to lose your job if you don't go back there. Your performance back at the job is probably going to suffer as a result too. So gosh, your dreams for the future are lost. Your general sense of security is lost. Your partner in parenting is gone. This is huge, especially for those who still have kids at home. That's another added secondary loss and stressor, along with intimacy is lost, faith is lost or shaken, your best friend is gone. All this results in another huge hit on the stress scale. It can all add up to the loss of your home. If you are in severe financial straits and you've lost your job, the loss of your health. I really want to address this last bit, your health, because... I have heard and read over and over that widows frequently have a severe diagnosis within two years after losing their spouse. The effects are so strong on their overall health. Even within the first five years after loss, they're still so high on the stress unit scale and it becomes easy to suffer from chest infections, flu, even severe diagnoses like pneumonia, fibromyalgia, even just being so emotionally and physically exhausted all the time. In the Journal of Psychosomatic Research, it says, Scoring on the Holmes stress scale, the body is a finely timed instrument that does not like surprises. Any sudden change, stimuli, which affects the body, or the reordering of important routines that the body has become used to, Can cause needless stress, throwing your whole physical being into turmoil. The chart will give you some idea of how to informally score yourself on the social readjustment scale. Since being healthy is the optimum state you want to achieve, being sick is the state of being you most want to avoid. Life change units likelihood of illness in the near future 300 or more creates about 80 percent that you will encounter a life-threatening illness the higher your life change score the harder you have to work to get yourself back into a good state of health Again, this was from the Journal of Psychosomatic Research. Hey, I just finished this, but I'm turning my mic back on and inserting this into the middle of this podcast because I realized there is something I wanted to share with you about health at this point, Um, talking about the stress units and how getting up to over 300 stress units really affects your health to the point of severe illness. One of the things that I have started doing for my health outside of being coached to lower all those stress levels and to process the grief and getting myself out to take walks. I think I talked to you all about playing Pokemon before. <laughs> Pokemon is so fun and it'll get you out to walk. But what I wanted to share with you today, a little off topic in the middle of this podcast, is bone broth. I've started making good bone broth for myself to drink. It's a huge boost in your health. You need to make sure you're getting bones that are from organically raised animals. If it's beef bones, you want to try to get grass-fed beef bones. It can be expensive. I bought a whole organic chicken so that I could roast it and enjoy the meat and then pull all the meat off and make bone broth out of all the bones and connective tissue. And it's like buying a gold bar when when you buy an organic chicken. But get yourself, if you don't have a crock pot, you absolutely must get a crock pot to make bone broth. And do not buy the bone broth that's in a carton on the shelf in the grocery store. Some of it says stock. It's where all the soup stocks are and stuff. And you might see one that says bone broth. It tastes horrible. (laughs) I promise. I tried it. It's awful. When you make your own, it's delicious. So for the chicken one, I took all the bones from my roasted chicken and I put them in my crock pot with some filtered water. And you can throw a few spices in. Don't put salt in until the end. You do want to put a couple tablespoons of cider vinegar in with it because the cider vinegar helps break down all of the marrow in the bones and all the collagen in the bones. And then you're going to leave that on low in your crock pot for 24 hours. After 24 hours up, let it cool a little bit, pour it through a strainer to get all the bones and all the yuck out of it, and let it cool, and then stick it in the fridge. It should cool down and become almost gelatin, not like stock, but it starts to like turn to a jelly. If there's any fat on the top it gets hard overnight, you can just lift that right off and save it because that's fabulous to cook with. It is so mineral rich and has so much collagen in it, it becomes really good for you fat. And the bone broth, then you can drink a warm cup of bone broth, you can use it to make soup, you can use it in sauces, whatever you would use soup stock in, and it is really high in minerals and in collagen, which can help heal your stomach, your whole digestive tract. I understand it helps with your joints and the connective tissue in your joints. Overall, Fabulous for good health. I got into it because I tried it, and just drinking the bone broth, it's like I started to feel a difference. So I wanted to share it with you. The first one I made was from beef bones. I happen to like beef stock, and I was right in that the beef broth is really beautiful. But you have to make sure you're getting bones from a healthy, grass fed cow. You don't want the toxins or the impurities. Uh, but grain-fed, not-organic cows are getting, or if it, you're going to do it with chicken bones, the chickens that are fed chicken feed, that chicken feed is full of toxins. And when you reduce it down into a bone broth, you're actually increasing the amount of toxins. So make sure you get organic. Just another way to begin recovering your health, protecting your health, and taking care of you. It's worth the time and trouble. It really is. So I'll see if I can fit this back into the podcast somewhere so that you can find out about bone broth. And just Google it on the internet, bone broth. And you'll find all kinds of advice on making bone broth. You don't have to go crazy with that. People will advise if you can get chicken feet, throw those in, even though it's weird. There's so much collagen in them. I did not go ask for chicken feet. (laughs) Might Might be my next thing. I'll let you know if I throw chicken feet into my bone broth. But try that out as a protector of your health, because number one right now has to be making sure you're taking care of yourself. Okay, continue on with the podcast. Number one on the stress unit scale that they're referring to is the loss of your spouse. It scores a whopping 100 units of stress. Financial change is 38 units. Change in living conditions, 25 units. Oh, not sleeping well, 25 units. Revision of personal habits is 24 units. A change in your social activity, 18 units. Personal illness, 53 units. If you've lost or given up your job, 47 units. It goes on and on. Already we've hit 330 units. At 200 stress units, seeking professional help and guidance is highly recommended. Over 300 increases your likelihood of severe illness in the future by 80%. So, why am I telling you all this? Because just recognizing some of these stresses will help you better understand what's going on with you. And remember to cut yourself a break. That's what the idea of a widow pass is all about. For those of you that have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a widow pass is. If you've read my book, you know what a widow pass is. And it's about being able to forgive yourself for the craziness and drop the guilt over things that don't get done or don't get done properly. One of the big pieces of advice in my book was one of the big pieces of advice I was given early on. And that is that you get a widow pass. For your first year, you have a widow pass for all the mistakes that are going to happen, the papers that get misfiled, the wrong bills that get paid, the bills that don't get paid. When you get that second month and there's a finance charge tagged on and you're like, what, what, <laughs> how could I have not paid that bill? And it turns out you didn't. You get a widow pass. You just get a widow pass. You do. Don't let these compounding factors destroy you. Being aware of your stress score and exactly what you're dealing with can be extremely helpful. This is why it is so critical to be able to reassess your life, process your emotions, and learn how to grieve. How many have no idea how to grieve? Where's the handbook for that? Right? There's no handbook written for how to grieve, to do it effectively. If you want help in assessing and reducing your stress factors during the mourning process, I am a certified life coach and one of the few who is also a widow and coaches widows. This has taken me onto the path of working with widows to help and provide a fresh perspective so you don't stay stuck. Don't shut down to life. You can go to talk to and schedule a discovery session with me on the phone. That's talk to Joanne, J O A N And we can get you started coaching right now. The thought model is a key to the kind of coaching I do. It's ca- called causal coaching. It uncovers the reason for your issue Instead of trying to fix the all the underlying stuff when you try to fix the issue itself, it won't be a permanent fix if you still have not identified the reason that's causing you to deal with it. If we're going to permanently correct something, you have to uncover the cause, hence causal coaching and I know what you're thinking right now, like you think I know my cause, my husband died. but there is more to it than that. Your husband dying is not what's going to keep you stuck in life. That's what we need to work on. We need to help you see that you can find your own handbook for how to grieve and how to come through this. I'll get you there. In the meantime, I'm happy you're listening to this podcast. Go back through the episodes if you're new to the podcast. Go back and listen to more. There's lots of good stuff back there in the early uh, sessions I recorded. And I will continue sharing inspiration and information for all of you every week right back here. So you can schedule the discovery session with me. Go make an appointment on talktojoanne.com. To get a phone call with me see if you want to get on my coaching calendar if you want to hire me as a coach to work with I do have a couple of client spots left on my calendar but I only have two so once those are filled I'm probably going to be locked out for the next couple months so reach out to me I love hearing from you guys go find some joy in your life and I will talk to you again next week